Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. To pick up a free audiobook download, head on over to audibletrial.com slash simpletheology. Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. My name is Rick Grumlick. And I'm Robert Kane. When we're back in Rob's basement, and we're here to record another episode of Simple Theology. Rob, how's your week going, man? It's going good, and we can't just let that go unnoticed. You did the intro there, and you killed it. I, it's dead. Well done, Rick. Thank you. I can good. read the script. You see, you see what happens when you read the script. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rob. I appreciate. It. I've been, I've been really studying and practicing for that moment. Yeah, you, you killed it, man. Practice and hard work they pay off. That's right. So, Rick, you, uh, our audience can tell right now that our, our audio is significantly better than last time. Yeah. Why? Because we're not over Zoom. Because you're back. Oh, yeah. You've yes. returned to me. <laughs> oh, that sounds weird. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here. Um, so, wait, where were we at last time we recorded? I was in my basement. Where were you? Oh, I was in my basement. Why don't we always don't talk about lie. our basement? You were not in your yeah, basement. Yeah, I was. The last time we recorded? Yes, remember? No. It was like, yeah, it was like 6.30 in the morning. Oh, that's right. 6.30 in the morning. Oh, that's and we're right. like, hey, we got to get this in early. That's right, because you were about to go to Charleston. Yeah, yeah. Why was it? Yeah, we had something. That was a Friday morning. It was like the only open slot yes. we had throughout the yes. week. Yes, so what Rob's alluding to um, was in Charleston, South Carolina, with the family for vacation, my wife's family, and it was a great time. Got back late um, last night. It was good. Had a good time in Charleston. Super cool city. Lots of history. Um, so if you get the chance to check it out, we liked it a lot. You would recommend Charleston to our listeners? I would recommend Charleston. Charleston, sure thing. I know you're listening. <laughs> City of Charleston, um, just feel free to throw us some kickback money. You think we're giving you? You think anyone in Charleston listens to this? Probably not. <laughs> I don't want to get my hopes up. I know. But if you're in Charleston and you listen to this, let us know. That's right. Drop be a real us a encouragement line. to us. But yeah, man, we had a really good time. We uh, so we drove down and we flew back, and Will did a great two-month-old baby. Did a great job. On the drive, did a great job flying. Um, what a baller. Dude, every time I look at him, I feel like he's just growing up. Well, he is. I know, but like, so Your fast. eyes aren't, aren't lying to you. <laughs> I feel like he gets bigger. You know what I almost mean. Almost every day. You're a jerk, Rob. Well, Rick, thanks for stating the obvious. <laughs> All right, Rob. So um, thanks for edifying me, encouraging mm-hmm. me. What are we going to talk about today, buddy? Uh, today we're talking about prayer. Prayer. Which I'm excited about because this is obviously a really important topic. Um, There's a professor at Southern where I go to school who is a professor of spiritual disciplines, and his name's Don Whitney, and we'll recommend a book by him later on. But he talks about the spiritual disciplines of the Christian life, and he's got a book on that. That's not the book I'm recommending, but it is a great book. However, he talks about the two most important disciplines of this of the christian life and and those are the their prayer and reading scripture and he says the most important one they're both equal i mean you just said, said most i know <laughs> i know i realized i did that they're very close nearly <laughs> equal he said but the most important one would be reading 
scripture because mm-hmm. that's us hearing God's words. Yeah. Yep. And prayer is us talking to God. Right. God hearing our words. And so he said both would be at the top two of the of the importance of spiritual yeah. disciplines. But if you're gonna put one above the other, reading scripture right. would be the one that would just edge out. Which prayer. which makes sense because um you have to understand who God is somewhat before you can actually yeah. uh, I don't say you can't pray without, but your prayer is enriched tremendously if you know who God is and some of his characteristics and what the scripture says about him and what the scripture says about you. Um and we see in our day and age people pray to just about anything. You know, know. which is which you can't really pray to anything because well, the I mean, act of praying is a discussion. It's, a, it's yeah. a conversation to God, and so you can't do that to a thing that's not non-existent. Yeah, people can can pray to other things if they feel like it, but nothing's going to be actually hearing it. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I think there's also a lot of thoughts about prayer because as it it's such an important discipline, like we all know that, but it's also one of the hardest to establish and to do um, with any kind of rhythm or with depth. You know, if you've grown up in the church, it's the whole, you know, bow your head, close your eyes, keep your hands to yourself kind of a thing, you know. And then as you grow up, you know it's important, but it can be hard to carve out that time. Um, people have good intentions, but it's the first thing that kind of goes once your day gets messed up. You you kind of nix the whole spending time in prayer. Yeah. Would you say of those two spiritual disciplines between prayer and reading scripture, which one's easier for you? Um, scripture. Same. Yeah, because... You know, I can sit down, I can open it, I can read something. It's in, it doesn't take me to, you know, I can just read it. Now, am I getting a ton out of it, and am I reading it maybe as I should? That's another question. But the thing about prayer, you have to be still. I mean, there's different kinds of prayer. We're going to talk about that. But for you know, your time with the Lord, you have to find a space to be quiet, to to somehow deal with all the thoughts rushing into your head once you're quiet. And begin to share your heart with the Lord and process through that those things. Um, I don't know if we've done an episode, or we're going to do an episode on journaling, and just that idea of, you know, just getting your thoughts out there is one thing, and, and so journaling helps me to process through things, and so that helps me to pray as well, because then I'm not sifting through things, I'm just, it's easier to, to pray when I have other means as well to process my thoughts. Yeah, yeah, no, we haven't done an episode on it, but it is in the queue. Yeah, but here's the question, though. Why is why is it so important? You said it's number two, and, and Don Whitney, this professor, said it's number two in the spiritual disciplines. Like, prayer is good, but outside of, like, Sunday morning or praying for a meal, why is prayer important? Yeah, I, well, I think, I think we have to go back for, to the beginning to answer that question. And so if we look back to when God created, uh, we saw Adam and Eve in the garden, and they were, they were walking with God. They were communing with God. They had a relationship with God. And that shows us that God designed his people, God designed humanity for a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. But what we see is that in Genesis chapter 3, we see Adam and Eve sin. And because God is perfectly holy, he can't dwell with sin. And so that caused a rift in the Mm -hmm. relationship with humanity and God. And so for the rest of history, Humanity has been separated from God because they are sinful and God is not. And so it's important for, for us as those who have had their sin 
paid for by Christ, that not only has Jesus saved us from the punishment of sin by, by taking that punishment himself and then giving us his righteousness, his right. holiness, so that we could have that communion with God, but now we have been purchased not only this escape from the punishment that we deserved, but we now, on the other side, have been given access to the Father. And so when we, when we are reading Scripture, we recognize that those are God's words to us. And we now, as, as Hebrews, I think it's Hebrews 4, we have the privilege to approach the throne of grace with boldness because God doesn't see us as our sin. He sees us as Jesus, who has given us his perfect righteousness. And so we get to then talk to God. Right. And so this, this Christianity is, there's that, that phrase we are talking yeah. about, that it's not a religion, it's a relationship. Well, have some beef with that phrase. Rob doesn't like relationships. He likes religion. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. But <laughs> just but like what, what the reformers would say and, and what we read in, in some of the old dead guys who were a little bit after the reformers is that Christianity is the only true religion. And right. Jonathan Edwards calls it true religion. And so all these other like quote-unquote religions, they're, they're worshiping a false god. Mm-hmm. They're false religions. But, but true religion is this relationship with Jesus. Right. Because the reality is everyone has a religion. And what I mean by that is everyone worships something. Maybe you worship yourself. Maybe you worship your job or your 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 uh, bank account. You worship people's approval. Um, yeah. But everyone's after something, seeking to worship something. So in that sense, everyone has a religion. Um, so that the, the heart of that saying... It's about relationship, not religion. The heart is is pure when people mm-hmm. mean that. They're about a relationship with Jesus Christ, not just going through rules and so forth. The hard part is is it can almost cut off um, some other aspects that are, are vital. So I think you, you talk about relationship with God, the fact that the creator of the universe wants to have a relationship with us. And, um, you know, we talk about this, or I talk about this sometimes with marriages, uh, if you don't talk to your spouse, you're not going to have a very good marriage. Hmm. And so yet people go through their walk and they're like, man, I just don't connect with with God. Or I just don't hear Jesus talking to me. Or, I just don't. It's like, well, are you are you reading the scriptures? Or are you are you praying? Yeah. And I mean, nine times out of ten, they're, they're not doing those things. Or if they are, they're very, very minimal, very um, shallow. And so no one would expect to have a healthy marriage or to enjoy and, and, and want to spend time with their spouse if they were like had no time together they didn't talk to each other so it's just it's ironic that people on one hand they assume that their relationship is not going well with god because god's not talking to them but yet there's no space or they're not creating the space and the time to hear from him and hear from really hear from his word to them yeah so i think it's important that people understand like genuinely that we say this but genuinely God desires a relationship with us. And because of that, he desires for us to spend time with him and to invest in that relationship. Um, and if it's not going well, you know, yeah, it, it's hard. There's definitely times where you have to force yourself to be still. You have to force yourself and um, to maybe even go through some of the motions, you know. But you do that in, through dry seasons because that's what we're called to do. And God still meets and he encourages. So we have to keep pressing in on that. Yeah, no, I think there was a, I'm trying to find it here, but I can't find it, but there's a Babylon B. The B. Which, for those of you who aren't familiar with Babylon B, you should totally check it out. It's essentially 
the onion uh but for christians it's christian satire satire yeah it's really nice to see when christians can poke fun at themselves you know i mean when anybody can poke fun at themselves it just makes me like them more um but the Babylon Bee does a really good job of it. There's an article about how man, I forget the title, but it was something along the lines of man desires to hear from God while Bible sits closed six inches away. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yes, like, yes, yeah. It's like, I'm just waiting to hear from God. It's like, uh, your Bible's right there, bro. Yeah, your Bible's literally God's word. If you open yeah. that up, you can hear yeah. from God. <laughs> and yeah. so. But see, that's the thing. Like, we, we don't teach that, and people don't um, understand that. Like, man, I'm just waiting for... You know, and I, I there is times when when you pray and you seek God's discernment and things, but people are like, man, I, I just don't know if I should marry this person. Uh, I, I just waiting to hear God's will, and they're like dating a non-believer, and they're a believer. Like, yeah. um, yeah, God talked about that. Like, he told, he totally has something to say to you about that. You check it out. Yeah. But it's like they had to wait and listen to their hill song for you know 30, <laughs> 30 minutes okay so wait for god to speak yeah along those lines so there's this new stream of thought um, i guess it shouldn't necessarily be called a new stream of thought but it's becoming more popular now um of this well contempt- I, was, I said i'm sorry cut you off cut me off not that hill song is bad in all ways and i do, no, I do yeah. listen to music as i enter into times of prayer and minute like all right minutes, disclaimer setting. disclaimer you, no I, i'm just saying like i don't want people like oh wow no, Hillsong produces good music. Their theology can be wacky. We talked about that two episodes ago. Check yeah, it out. with Luke. <laughs> okay, but there's yeah. this more, this idea of contemplative prayer that is becoming more popular, Rick. And uh, you had the, the idea of, of bringing this up in the, in the episode, which I think is, is good because I've heard about it, didn't look a ton into it, maybe a little bit, but you've read a little bit on it. So go ahead and, and share with the audience the main gist of what contemplative prayer is. Yeah, I mean... Well, there's several different veins within contemplative prayer, but the idea is that you're you're it's more of a meditation, a time of, of being still and meditating. So the hesitation comes from that sometimes this can be like Eastern religion things where people will sit and repeat a word or a, a phrase over and over and over again and, and, and wait and then wait for God to speak to them, seeking a, a mystic interaction almost exclusively. Um, now I would say there's t- definitely times when we pray and, and God shows up and he, he's, he does something and that's awesome. We should never, um, push that away, but at the same time we need to be wise in what we pursue. So what I mean by that is if I just go through these motions of meditation and rehearsing a phrase or repeating a phrase solely for the, the experience of, you know, oh, this happened and I can go share it rather than. I want to grow closer to the Lord. I want to seek Him. There, there's the dividing line. There's some history with this um, th- through Catholicism, and there's also some history with kind of the um, New Age movement. Um, the emergent church kind of got into this stuff. So with that side of it, you have to be really cautious because they're more seeking. They value the mysticism over the Maker. Yeah. See, see what I did there? Mm, nice. The mysticism, the alliteration. Over, I know over M&M. their time with Christ or their, their their time with God, and that's that's a bad thing. Like you're just seeking that experience rather than seeking to draw closer to Him. Where if you're seeking Him and you have that experience with Him, that's a cool thing. Um, the other side of it, though, where I think it is good, is really meditating and focusing on the on the Word. Um, you know, was it Psalm? Psalm 1, David talks about meditating on the, 
the word, you know. And, well, we've got Bible sitting next to us. If you want to, I'm talking. You looking up? I'll, I'll look it um, up. This is the sound of my pages flipping through. <laughs> well, Rob, you're so spiritual. I'm trying to find someone. Um, but this idea of meditating day and night on the Word, on the Scriptures, and the Word of God that He has for us. That's why Psalm 119 says we hide God's Word in our heart that we might not sin against Him. Right? It's something that we think about, we meditate on. And so, in, in that instance, contemplative prayer helps us to to focus in and to really let things sink deep and, and settle into our soul. Um, and those are the things that can really help us to mature and grow in Christ. But again, it's one of those things we have to be careful because some people will say, oh, they'll throw the whole thing out. You can't do any of that. I mean, but it's like, well, hold on a second. If you if you take it in the fact, like biblically, meditating on the scriptures and meditating on the Lord, that's one thing. If you're seeking solely seeking an experience and you have to go through a lot of Eastern religion practices to get to some mystical experience, yeah, that's definitely definitely a problem. Yeah, and, and what what you're saying, like the, the word contemplative prayer comes from the word contemplate. And so it is a good thing to contemplate what God's word says. And in that sense, think deeply and meditate on what his word says. But Christianity is a, is a religion, only true religion, uh, but it's based off of truth and it's based off of facts. And so to, to look for just a mystical experience for the sake of having a mystical experience and think that that is how God speaks to us then, then you're, you're going about it the wrong way. God's actually already spoken to us, and we should contemplate on what he has already said. Mm-hmm. So, Rick, I looked at Psalm 1, and I'm not sure what your... Verse 2. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, or some versions say the law of the Lord. Okay, yeah. And he meditates on it day and night. And it talks about him being a tree planted by waters, and this idea that when you let the Word of God soak, and you spend time reflecting and in prayer about that, and Rob's going to talk about using the Scripture in prayer in a minute, but... Like that's vital to to send down those spiritual roots to anchor you yeah. in in a time when there's so many different trains of thoughts and different things going on. But yeah, so contemplative prayer, contemplative prayer, it's controversial. Uh, encourage you. We're gonna link to a few articles about it. Yeah. If you're if you're contemplating on the word, yeah, then we're for it. Yeah. If you're just going into a room and trying to have a mystical experience, then we would say that's not Christian. Yeah. So okay. Rick, there was an article yep. that we're about to go through that Got Questions did, and it's gotquestions.org, which is a great resource, really, really helpful website. Um, and I, I hate that we have to put a disclaimer on everything that we say, but would you do we? Yeah, do we? Do we? What do you? Get, what do you Got get? Question, Got Questions is amazing, but obviously we're not saying that we agree 100% with everything they do. We probably right. shouldn't even have to say that, but well, like, sometimes yeah, we do. Yeah, because like. You never agree with everybody. exactly. We Rob were just talking about today. Was R.C. Sproul said that even the best theologians are only eighty percent right? Right. So and R.C. Sproul, he knew. Yeah, <laughs> R.C. Sproul was one hundred percent right on that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Yes. So anyway, this article talks about different kinds of prayer, different types of prayer, and yeah. we'll link to this in the show notes. Yeah. And, so uh, you you can dig deeper into it, but for the sake of time, yeah. we're just going to go through these pretty quick, pretty much just read what they're saying there, just to kind of give you a primer on these different kinds of prayer. Yes. Um, and so with that in mind, Rick, you want to start us off with the first one? Yeah, the prayer of faith. So this is kind of important. This is actually the praying to receive faith. It talks about, it quotes James 5.15, the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. In this context, prayer is offered for faith for someone who is sick, asking God to heal when we pray. When we pray. We believe in the power of prayer. They also quote 
Mark 9:23. Uh, so the prayer of faith just essentially talks about, you know, that we have faith that God can do things we're asking because of uh, what happened with Christ in faith. Yep. So the second one is the prayer of agreement, also known as corporate prayer, which says, after Jesus' ascension, the disciples all joined together constantly in prayer. And that's quoted in Acts 1.14. Later, after Pentecost, the early church devoted themselves to prayer. And their example encourages us to pray with others. And so on Sunday mornings, a lot of churches will have a, um, a scripture reading. Mm-hmm. And they'll have responsive prayer where the congregation reads like the underlined portion. And that's essentially where they get their rooting for that mm-hmm. practice is that, is that they're, they're praying together and they're praying God's mm-hmm. words back to them. Yeah. The next one is the prayer of request or supplication. Um, supplication is an old churchy term, but prayer of request. We're to take our requests to God. It talks about Philippians 4, 6 teaches, quote, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Part of winning um, the spiritual battle is to be praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. And again, they quote Ephesians 6.18, or they reference Ephesians 6.18 for the prayer of supplication or the prayer of request. Okay, the next one is the prayer of thanksgiving, which I'm glad I got this one because this is easy to explain. Uh, it says we see another type of prayer in Philippians 4.6, thanksgiving or thanks to God. With thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Many examples of thanksgiving prayers can be found in the Psalms, obviously, but you can find them throughout. But essentially, this is just recognizing what God has done in your life mm-hmm. and thanking him for that. Right. The prayer of worship. The prayer of worship is similar to prayer of thanksgiving. The difference is that worship focuses on who God is. Thanksgiving focuses on what God has done. Church leaders at Antioch prayed in this manner with fasting. Quote, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. And that's out of Acts 13, this idea of praying together, um, not to worship God and to watch him do things, not so much to be thankful. I think that's a really good distinction that they made there, that Thanksgiving focuses on what God has done, whereas prayer of worship focuses on who God is. So if I showed up and and gave Danielle flowers Mm -hmm. and said, hey, this is because you that dinner you made the other night was just killer she'd be thankful she'd appreciate that i that i noticed that because she's an amazing cook um but how much more would she appreciate if i just showed up and said hey these flowers are because i think you're absolutely amazing you're the sweetest most loving woman that i could have ever ended up with and i am so grateful that you are my wife that would almost be more appreciated when was the last time you did that rob um oh robert I don't know, but at the end of the month oh. is her birthday, and I always get oh, her flowers for her birthday. Yeah, and her birthday. We got something special planned because last year, I oh man, I felt so bad. So every year since we've started dating, I've given her the amount of roses that it was for her birthday. So when she turned 20, I gave her 20 roses. 21, 21 roses, 22. Last year, I forgot. No. Yeah. No, you didn't. I forgot. I felt You, for, you forgot so the roses, or you forgot her bad. birthday? No, I, felt, I forgot the roses. So I got her this gift and was excited about giving it to her. And just in that excitement, I forgot the roses. Oh, man. And she didn't say anything for like a couple of months. She was like, yeah, you didn't end up giving me roses this year. And I was like, oh, my word. So you, felt, didn't, you didn't even remember. No, like I, just, it was I clearly... felt so bad. Oh, man. So this year I've got something 
special up my sleeve oh, to look after that. Maybe on a later episode. <laughs> uh, okay, but the next one, next one is the prayer of consecration. Sometimes prayer is a time of setting ourselves apart to follow God's will. Jesus made such a prayer the night before his crucifixion. And they quoted uh, Matthew 29 or 26, 39 here, where it says, And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So Jesus is recognizing that uh, he is laying down his will and he's submitting himself to God's will. And so that's the, the prayer of consecration. Yeah, the next one's the prayer of intercession. So you might hear of inter- intercessors or intercessory prayer. Many times our prayers include requests for others as we tend to, we intercede for them. We are told to make intercession for everyone in 1 Timothy 2.1. Jesus serves as our example in this area. The whole of John 17, the whole chapter of John 17 is a prayer of Jesus. Jesus is praying on behalf of his disciples and um, all believers. So this idea that we, we pray for ourselves and our relationship with God, but we also need to be on our knees praying um, for others and, and in prayer with us. And we see kind of that theme through some of these other types of prayer, but this is um, just so important that we are praying for other believers. And this also helps us to love our brothers and sisters well and to grow our our affections for them in, in a Good way that sounded weird. Grow our affections, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Like so that we care for them more, and, and uh, we're the bar- part of the body of Christ. So the prayer of intercession. And the last one is the prayer of imprecation. Imprecatory prayers are found in the Psalms. You can find them in Psalm seven, Psalm fifty-five, Psalm sixty-nine. Uh, they are used to invoke God's judgment on the wicked and therefore thereby avenge the righteous. The psalmist used this type of appeal to emphasize the holiness of God and the surety of his judgment. Jesus teaches us to pray for blessing on our enemies, not cursing. So we see that in Matthew 5, 44 through 48. Yeah, so there's like a lot. We went through a lot here. And like there said, is a lot We will there. link the article in the show notes. But I think it's important to remember that um, prayer, like it is this huge aspect of our relationship. It should stir our affections for Christ and for his work, the word, and it should also be a discipline for us. Um, sometimes you do, like I said, you have to force yourself into that space of prayer, but encourage you to begin to study more and to develop um, rhythms in your life that uh, of prayer that you, you times set aside to pray and to focus in. Yeah, so um, what is it? Um, shucks. First Thessalonians five sixteen through 18 talks about praying without ceasing. Mm-hmm. How would you explain that? So you just pray all the time. Just Eyes constantly. Closed. I've been praying this entire time. <laughs> Head bowed. <laughs> just having another conversation with God while I'm having one with you. Man, that's impressive. <laughs> that, just kidding. I think Danielle talks about that. Like you, you're always talking to somebody else when you're talking to her. Yeah, I just whisper under my breath. Yeah. Sometimes she notices. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? Yeah. So but no, this, so, yeah, let's this think. idea, like you've heard this probably many times, pray without ceasing. Well, that's pretty hard to do. But so what that does is that actually challenges our ideas of what prayer is. So if you hear that, like, how can I do that? Well, obviously, we have a somewhat skewed understanding of what prayer is. The idea is a, is a heart of prayer, of, of meditation, of you know that you're giving thanks. Um, I think when you guys talked um, 
last episode or two episodes ago about books, you and Luke Miller talked about the value of vision and just like prayers that you guys kind of pray throughout the day. It's this idea of having a heart, eyes, I think, looking to God, directed towards Him, seeking to um, engage in that relationship with Him, bringing Him into the different aspects. So if you're walking to a meeting, saying a prayer, if you're in a conversation, praying for wisdom, those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, if you guys are looking for a good book on prayer, check out The Valley Vision. Um, but, yeah, so I feel like what you were saying there is so spot on. Like throughout the day, we, to use an illustration here, we're constantly looking horizontally around mm. us at what's taking place. And if that's all we do, um, then then we're missing out. Yeah. And to pray without ceasing is to look horizontally and then to look vertically and say, God, what are you doing here? Please help me here. Please, please intercede. Mm-hmm. Please act. Um, I'm, I'm getting ready to, to preach on Habakkuk 1. Is it Habakkuk or is it Habakkuk? I say Habakkuk. Is that right? I believe it's right. Okay. Um, You sure? I'm pretty sure. How do you know? We'll check it out later. Okay. (laughs) Sorry I asked, Rob. (laughs) Um, But Habakkuk, not Habakkuk, (laughs) Rick, Habakkuk um, is is talking with God and he's saying, Lord, how long am I going to ask you to to intercede here and you're just going to be silent? And and what he's doing is he's looking around horizontally, and he's seeing what's going on, and then he's looking up to God and and saying, "Lord, act. Lord, do something. Yeah. Lord, you see this." And so, the praying without ceasing, I feel like, is constantly having this understanding that God is working and constantly submitting to Him everything right. that we're that we're doing, um, and trusting Him to act and to intercede with everything that goes on. Yeah. Throughout our day. Well, I'm gonna, there's a couple of verses after that passage. It says, Rejoice in 16. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 19, do not quench the Spirit. 20, do not despise prophecies. Verse 21, but test everything, hold fast to what is good. So, one, you test everything against the scriptures. Okay? And then 22, it says, abstain from every, abstain, excuse me from every form of evil. So it talks about praying and, and doing these things, and it talks about don't quench the spirit, don't despise prophecies, test everything, and then abstain from evil. The only way you do that, the only way you, you really overcome sin and you, you abstain from the, the forces of this world is to have a heart of prayer, to have your mind, you said, you know, keeping your eyes on Christ, and that's exactly what this passage is talking about. Um, and then verse 23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your, your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Like, that's why, that's, those are the, the evidences of praying without ceasing, that he does those works yeah, in us. that's good. That's really good. Okay, Rick, so if people want to dig a little bit deeper into prayer, what would be some books that you would recommend? Well, Rob wrote up some nice books some here. Some books that we would recommend <laughs> that Rob put on the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> this like you anyway okay whatever hey you're um, welcome to add whatever you want to the show notes. <laughs> hey, i'm just saying like you yeah anyway no these are good books um i haven't read um some good starting points let's yeah. say some good good starting point books so the not necessarily book, ones that you've read prayer by tim kelly tim kelly tim kelly are you kidding me dude stop <laughs> are you serious tim i know you're a listener i'm really sorry <laughs> oh my <laughs> Dr. Timothy <laughs> Keller has a great book on prayer. Um, 
Donald Whitney or as this, Rob so, calls him Don or Donnie. We're on, we're on first name basis, me and Don. <laughs> Donald Whitney has a book, Praying the Bible. So real quick side note. Oh, dang it. Praying the Bible by Don Whitney is in a, a very short book. I mean, I think it's like maybe 80 pages and it's a small book, like really easy read. Yeah. However, it is the best book on prayer I have ever read. It was so good. It's transformed my prayer life. Like mm. I read it in a time when, when I was like, man, I, something needs to change in my prayer life because I feel like I'm being re- really re- legalistic. I feel like I'm going through the same prayers over and over again, like just reciting the same thing, just in a slightly different way. Yes. And man, that book, Praying the Bible, just transformed the way that I approach prayer. And I'm, I rec- highly recommend that book to anyone who is looking for a good and, and a quick, easy read. Yeah. I mean, it's really practical, really quick. I mean, right. check out So, that like, book. if you don't want to invest any time in your prayer life, but you want it better now, have your best prayer life now, then read Don <laughs> Your Whitney's, best prayer life now? <laughs> read Don Whitney's book. Is that what you're saying, Rob? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, it's phenomenal. Um, third book, The Prayer That Turned the World Upside Down by Dr. Albert Moeller. Glad you got that name right. Yeah, he's a listener for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I've never read that book, so I, I can't speak I to it. I have it, and I want to read it. Well, but what's it about? Yet. It's about the Lord's Prayer. Okay, okay. Yeah. There you go. So check that um, one out. But hey, you know, you know what's a quick and easy way to check this out? Check these books out? Audible. Check out Audible. <laughs> <laughs> Audible is a sponsor of this, of this podcast. And if you want to get one of these books for free, a free audiobook download, go yeah. to audibletrial.com slash simpletheology. And you can... Uh, sign up for a trial there, and you'll get a free audiobook download. And guys, you you can go to Audible, sign up, get your download, and then cancel it, <laughs> and you'll still be able to keep the the download. We don't recommend doing that, but if you're on a super tight budget, but you want to get one of these books and you want to to listen to them while you're driving in the car, while you're doing dishes at home, or doing laundry, whatever, mowing the grass, you can get one of these books for free. Yeah. So. Go to audibletrial.com slash simple theology. And it does, yeah, it helps us out. So, um, but yeah, so those are three book recommendations. Check those out. Like I said, we're going to link a few things, um, some articles. But you know what the best way to improve your prayer life is? What? Pray. You know, that's a good point. Yeah, pray. So, like some of the main takeaways, you have to spend time in prayer. Um, So, one, it's a special time set aside. This can be hard given where you're at life, kids, that whole thing. But maybe it's an hour, maybe it's five minutes. But time set aside by yourself with the Lord is, is vital. Yeah. But also, as you go about your day, like we said, between meetings, on a car ride, um, with your kids, just as you go about your day, you pray, you keep your eyes focused on the Lord. And also praying with others. I think that we, we can find this to Sunday morning or crisis crisis situations. Like if it's not those two things or a small group, like we can't pray together, but that's not true. Like you can pray with people who are believers, pray with your coworkers, pray with people you meet on the bus, whatever, like be bold in, in, in praying with other people. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be this, this high language. Like don't feel like God's expecting you to use a certain degree of vocabulary. Yeah. You better have that prayer jargon down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just talk to God. That's all it is. Talk to the Lord. And then the uh, second main takeaway is use the Bible to pray. So the Bible is God's word. When you're in a conversation with somebody and you don't acknowledge any of the things that they say, 
and you're just kind of going at your own pace, saying your own thing, and it's not that great of a conversation, which yep. was going to lead to not that great of a relationship. Mm -hmm. But if you are repeating what the person's saying, acknowledging that you're hearing them, that you're listening to them, that you care about what they say, then that relationship is going to be a deeper and a greater one. So when you come before God, mm -hmm. use his word to, to enrich your prayers. So that would be the second main thing. Rick? Yeah. Rob, they, well, Rob? actually, I'll, I'll do the closeout yeah, since you it. did the... I opened it up, buddy. You, were, you got to shut her down. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Let me clear Read my throat. Read the script. So if, uh, if you guys like today's episode and you think someone else would or someone else would be encouraged by it, please share, share the podcast with them. Let them know about it. Also, uh, do us a huge favor and leave us a rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you do, we'll give you a shout out. Uh, you can either leave a rating or you can leave a rating and review. If you leave a review, then we'll be able to give you a shout out. We can't actually see your name if you just leave a rating. But by all means, if you just want to give us honest five-star review, that would be amazing. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook at Simple Theology. We're also on Twitter at Simple Theology underscore. You can head on over to our website, which we've put a lot of time and effort into. So please utilize that. Check that out. We'll put show notes in under each episode. That is simpletheology.org. You can support us uh, on Patreon, or you can just go over to our website, and up in the upper right, you'll see a little thing that says support. It'll take you over to our Patreon page where you can help out the pod. And then, as always, like we've said before, uh, check out Audible, audibletrial.com slash simpletheology. Wow, Rob, that was beautiful. Dude, I just read the script. That's all I did. Yeah. what? A, you're just a cookie cutter. Everyone reads the script. That's right. Type A personality, baby. You give me a template. How, how boring I'm is right that? in my wheelhouse. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right. I got to go upstairs because I got to go to the bathroom. Peace out. Peace. Peace.